0: You're listening to the Intuitively Intermittent Podcast, whether this is your first time joining me or your hundredth. Thank you for being here and being a part of this important conversation. In June 2018, I was tired of being asked by the intuitive eating groups to take my conversations about intermittent fasting elsewhere, At the same time, the conversation in the intermittent fasting community wasn't addressing the emotional and spiritual needs of my IF lifestyle. Before I knew it, the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group was up and running, and I started this podcast. I am super excited to bring you the personal stories of folks who are combining intuitive eating and intermittent fasting successfully, and really creating lives that bring them joy and meaning. Hi everyone, Uh, Andrea here, and I decided that I wanted to check in. Um, I do have a couple interviews that I have in the queue that I need to do some post-production on, but I didn't want that to stop me from um, doing a little bit of a check-in podcast in the meantime, especially because there's been some great learning opportunities this past week that I thought it was worth sharing. So um, last, I guess just about seven days ago, I ended up saying goodbye to a longtime cat of mine after 17 years of having her. And I wanted to just sort of talk through my experience with dealing with the grief because um, I have been, in the past, uh, someone who eats to cope with difficult emotions, and certainly the loss of a pet is one of those things that um, could easily have spiraled out of control. So a couple things happened that are worth mentioning. Um, on This was a Sunday that we said goodbye to her, and we we decided, well... Um, We decided that my my son and my mother-in-law were going to make some pumpkin muffins. And when there's a messaging thing, there's a messaging opportunity there as far as why we wanted those muffins. I think that in a lot of situations, we have learned to turn to food as a source of comfort And sure, it might feel good, and it might taste good, but the reality is that eating food to cope with grief is not actually going to make the grief go away. And so there was a messaging opportunity in that I needed to make it clear to my son that we weren't going to be making and enjoying these muffins as a way to feel better, per se, but we instead decided to use it as an opportunity to celebrate the the life of um, the cat that we had lost and we like when we actually enjoyed the muffins after dinner we you know they had they were orange muffins because they were pumpkin and so we sort of said that we were remembering the little tufts of orange that were um, part of my cat's coloring and then also we you know we cheersed we <laughs> that sounds so silly like we literally took the muffins and like did a little like it would be a clink if there were glasses but we we cheers with our muffins and we remembered our sweet kitty and um it was a way of remembering the sweet things about her, even though we were sad. And so I think there was a, the, the messaging opportunity there was really just that, you know, it is okay to have food in times of celebration or sadness, but we need to be clear on what role they're serving. And um, And in this case, it wasn't that it was going to make the grief go away. It was going to allow us to um reflect back on the sweet parts of her and remember her fondly and um yeah so that was the reflection on that um and then the other thing that happened which was even more interesting and meaningful to me was on monday morning so this was the morning after we had said goodbye to the cat i i was in a lot of physical discomfort um and like I was having a hard time breathing I was dealing with some abdominal cramping and I just I felt really off and I reached out to Dr. Kelly Caserges who's part of our Facebook group the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group and I private messaged her and I just asked her you know like what um, she's a functional medicine doctor and I asked her what organs in our body are um I don't, the word isn't most responsible. I'm I'm sort of uninformed about all of the logistics. But if, if I'm dealing with stuff in my body, where does grief manifest when it comes to my organs? Is basically the question I asked her. And she said that grief and yearning, and I think even sadness, I don't, I don't recall the specifics now, but that those manifest in our lungs. And you know, having that information and reflecting on where I was feeling discomfort in my body, I had extreme tightness in my chest. And it was uncomfortable to be breathing deeply. And um, like I had some tightness in my shoulders, even though like I hadn't done any sort of, you know, strenuous physical activity or anything. And so having that piece of information about my lungs um, really was helpful to sort of put it in perspective like okay my body is processing this grief and that's okay and then the the abdominal cramping that was a little bit trickier Um, I would have said that it was maybe in my diaphragm area so I could see that being related to breathing and whatnot but it was it was so bad that I almost like I told my my manager that I wasn't sure I was going to be able to work because I was in so much physical discomfort and I was, um, you know, I still practice an intermittent fasting-ish lifestyle. And so I wasn't planning on breaking my fast until probably lunchtime, let's say, although I, I, I wing it most days, but it was only at this point, you know, nine, nine thirty, And I wouldn't have said I was hungry. Like I was physically really uncomfortable, but I wouldn't have said I was hungry. And so I got to the point where I told my boss I might have to leave and and then, you know, I thought, okay, my body is processing this grief. It's also in a fasted state. And even though I'm not hungry, maybe food would actually help my body. So I somewhat reluctantly went to our snack cabinet. And one of the things that's available in the snack cabinet at work is oatmeal. Most days there's some oatmeal available. And so I heated up my some oatmeal and I was getting ready so it was um like add water to the oatmeal container and I was like I really wasn't into it right like I it didn't smell good to me it didn't look good to me but the flip side was there really wasn't anything that I would have said I wanted at that moment um, but at this point like I was just desperate I was like okay like if I don't if if I don't do something that helps my body feel better I'm not going to be in a position to work today so even though I wasn't actually feeling like eating, I took a bite of the oatmeal. And I ended up eating the oatmeal. Um, And after, I don't know, about a half hour, I started to feel better. And I think, you know, I, I can't know for certain what was going on in my body. But I think that the processing of the grief was causing just everything to be tight. And not having food in my stomach was making my digestive system even more stressed and so I by giving it some food to process everything relaxed my digestive system started working like it needed to and I was still sad but at least I wasn't physically cramping anymore and I proceeded to have a a productive day at work even amidst my sadness and um it was you know, I think the lesson in that for me, if, if this were something, if this intermittent fasting thing were something that I was treating as a diet, I would have been very strict with myself about it's not time to eat. I haven't fasted a certain number of hours or even if even if the. Um, intuitive eating thing. If I were treating that as a diet, like I would have said I was not hungry. And part of, you know, one of the principles of intuitive eating is that you're honoring your hunger. Well, in this case, like if I had honored my hunger, I would have said like I shouldn't eat. And so it. I really view this journey that I'm on to break out of diet mode as an experiment. Like it's an ongoing daily process of figuring out how to listen to my body and interpret what it needs and try things out and in this case that actually was what my body needed it needed a little bit of food to help it process things so I hope that there's some something in this story that resonates with you I would love to hear about it Um, and if you are interested in Conversations around these types of things, you know how food and emotions and all that stuff plays into our lives. Definitely check out the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group. It's a welcoming space for folks, whether you're um, intermittent fasting or not. And more and more, I'm thinking about it as a group for intermittent eaters. Which, unless you're eating twenty four seven, you're an interme- intermittent eater too. So, um yeah, check us out. I would love to have you as part of the group and to hear your thoughts on on this episode and on your journey to food peace overall. So thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Intuitively Intermittent podcast. If you would like to join in a community of like-minded fasters, uh, come on over to the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group and join the conversation there. I look forward to seeing you just answer a few questions and I'll let you in the group and you can be a part of the amazing community that I'm building Uh, and I look forward to seeing you soon.